Hello and welcome to this episode of You've Got Mail. My name is Bella and I'm your host and I'm so excited that you're here for another week. We've got an exciting episode today. I feel like it's been a week where I've done things a little bit differently. I've felt quite anxious all this week and you know what? We've done things differently and I'm glad with how it's gone. But anyway, before we even get on to the topic, we need to do a little life update. We need to we need to update everyone on how the week has been. So... I don't know if you remember in the last podcast episode, I can't remember when I recorded it, whether it was Saturday or Sunday, but I was like, oh, I've been really tired. I've been feeling under the weather. I think I've been doing too much, that type of thing. Guys, I had COVID. Turns out I had COVID and I had no idea. So I, I mean, it doesn't matter because I work remotely and I literally didn't go out anyway the entire weekend. So it was so fine. Um, But I was like making myself go for like these 10k runs and I was doing loads and I was like, God, I am so unfit. On the Monday, I was like, God, I am that week that I've had off because I felt so ill. I didn't want to do any exercise. And I was like, God, my legs, they were so tired. I had to stop running. I couldn't make my way the entire way around like the run that I do. I had to keep stopping. And I was like, what is going on? This isn't me. Normally I'm fine on this run. This run isn't even that hard. No, guys, I just had COVID. Okay. I just was recovering and it's just kind of jokes really, but this is your reminder that if you're feeling ill, you might actually be a lot more ill than you realise, which I did not realise. It might be more serious than you think, so you should definitely look after yourself. I think this is my issue. Sorry, I just had to move. I wore these new sandals yesterday and I've got blisters all on my ankles and I can't sit in any way other than kneeling. I'm now realising, oh, it's so sore. Um... But yeah, it's your remember to, to look after yourself because I think I always put, whenever I'm ill, I always push myself too far and I just don't really acknowledge it because I don't like being ill. I find it so boring. I like the idea of it, of like lying in bed and everything like that. But then I realise how many things I've got to do and I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. There's podcasts, I've got to do TikToks, reels, I've got to go to work, I've got to work. Like there is too much going on in my life to have a sick day. But this is your reminder that you might need a sick day, so don't push it to the side like I did, because you might be a lot more ill than you realise. Other things that are exciting that have happened this week, um, I had a haircut. This is about how exciting my life is getting at the moment. No, I'm joking. I had a haircut and I cut my hair really short, which is exciting because it used to be a lot shorter than it was and I kind of like it. I've changed from the fringe because we're slowly making the transition into the barley haircut. I have very curly hair. It's kind of like, it's not, I'd say ringlety, it's very ringlety. And when it gets wet, it goes into proper ringlets, which is, I really like it, but it also goes very frizzy in the humid mm, situation. Barley in September will be very humid. So I knew if I had a fringe, it would just slowly, slowly start rising up and up my face and I would end up looking like a fucking poodle. We can't be having that. That is not the aesthetic I'm going for for my photos. So no. We're making the transition into a more barley appropriate. So I'm going for more bangs, I think, but kind of a halfway house between bangs and a fringe. And I like it. I'm a fan. It's feel like it's kind of what I had a few months ago, which is good. Is I liked that haircut. So I'm happy with it. Other things. Oh, guys, I finally hit 1,000 followers on TikTok, which is so exciting. It's so exciting. I only started posting a few weeks ago and the growth I've seen has kind of been a bit mental. It's been really, really fast and I'm very grateful for it but very excited about it because I think when people tell you about social media and things like that they always say to find your niche and you need to find your thing that you do and the thing that you talk about and I didn't know what my niche was I had no idea what I was going to talk about I just knew that 
I was just trying to get people to listen to the podcast, if that makes sense. But in whenever I recorded those videos, it never really felt good. It didn't really feel in alignment, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't sit with me really well. And so now i found what I like posting, and it's all just flowing really nicely, and I feel really excited about it. And the other thing is, I actually really look forward to recording the videos, which I didn't as much before, because I found myself cringy which normally means it's not an alignment, do you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed by something if it's what you should be doing, you know? So I'm really, really pleased. I'm very excited about that because I think, I don't know, it's a platform that's definitely such an up-and-coming platform and it's a really good way... Okay, this is a side note for if someone else is also trying to grow your following page and stuff. Using TikTok is a really good way to funnel people to your Instagram account um, to gain more followers on that as well. And I've seen a lot more growth since posting on TikTok. Anyway, that's a side. We're not talking social media today. We're not doing that. I've also been in a very impulsive mood for the past week, which is worrying but good, I'm enjoying it, I'm liking it, I just, I bought myself these sandals, 100 quid, I was like, you know, it's an investment, I need them, I want them, so I got them, and I love them, but they're Doc Martens, and my feet are in bits, I don't know if any of you have Doc Martens, but, oh, I got my first pair of Doc Martens when I was, when I got into Leeds Uni, and I got them, and I decided to wear them around the open day, what a horrific decision. I didn't realise you're meant to wear fluffy socks and stuff to stretch them before you wear them. Oh my god, my feet were in bits. I had to stop, I had to go into the union and ask for plasters. And this was all on my open day when I was meant to go for like my interview to get into Leeds and everything. It was horrific. But we move, we move. I don't know why after that experience I didn't think that these would give me blisters because my feet are in bits. But I'm just hoping that they harden up because the sandals are so nice. Definite good purchase. This is your reminder to start buying investment pieces because they last so much better. I'm stopping buying as many little tops and little things because I just fritter my money away when I could buy one thing that's really nice. Like I bought like my Prada bag. Like That is something that I've wanted for so long. But... Normally, I just buy lots of little bags because I think that's better. But no, I just decide to invest all of my money in that one. And I love it. And it'll hold its value as well, which is so good. And I guess it's the kind of the same with the shoes. Although they were more expensive for sandals, they'll last me years. I know they will. So I'm happier with that. I feel like as well, I don't have enough room to have loads of stuff. I'm moving soon. So we need to keep the wardrobe space to a minimum. This leads on to the other thing that I've been impulsive with. So you know when... You have pieces of clothes that you don't like, but they were expensive, so you refuse to throw them away. Okay, I've done this with quite a few different things. It's always with Levi things that I bought when I was younger. I think because I didn't really know what type of clothes I wanted to wear or the style that I wanted to have, I would kind of buy, like, generic good things, if that makes sense. So I have these two pairs of Levi's that are really nice. I got them when I was, like, 18. I haven't worn them in about three years, they, I, definitely not since pre-pandemic. I wore them at first year, second year uni, but I don't wear them anymore. And they were just, I don't know, you know when they put you, that you put clothes on and it was just from like a time gone by and you just don't feel really great in them. I've stopped wearing clothes that I don't feel really great in because I've realised how much it affects my confidence level and how I see myself. So I just hadn't worn them. And I was looking at these, you know, the Emma Chamberlain Levi shorts, the ones which are kind of like... I don't know, they give me a bit of a Princess Diana vibe, but those ones, I love them, and I wanted them, I really wanted them, and so I just cut my jeans, I just got my Levi's and I just cut them into shorts, it was a bold decision, I agree, and at one point I was thinking 
have I fucked up here? Was this a good decision? Because I don't know. But yes, it was a good decision. They look incredible. They look brilliant. Honestly, you'd never realise that they used to be mum jeans. Ever. And because they were mum jeans, they're so comfy. They are so comfy. So this is your sign to start altering your old clothes into new ones that you're going to wear. Like I had this pleated skirt that was like really long, went below my knees. I hated it. Felt a bit like a nun in it. So I just cut it into a mini skirt because I was like, well, I already don't like you. So what's the worst that can happen? Really, I'm just going to not like you again. And it is brilliant. But one thing I have learned from this is to cut the things using the measurement of something you already like. So for the mini skirt, I used a mini skirt that I already have and I measured the length on that because I like the length on that because I have another satin skirt that I cut last year. Oh my God, I cut it so short. It looks horrific on. I look... I just look weird in it. It was not the right vibe. So by using kind of like a reference piece, I think that definitely, definitely helps. And I think this is meaning that I'm slowly starting to build up my Bali wardrobe because I want to have such a nice outfit. I want to have such a good photo. I just want everything to go perfectly. But I also don't want to change my mind about things you know when you buy things in advance and it gets to the time and you realize you don't actually like it I don't want that to happen but I went into this shop I don't know if any of you guys have these in where you live but it's called the ones here called Demi's it's kind of a weird concept they buy like urban outfitters and Topshop and those type of they buy all of their clothes like they're real ones like Ed Hardy they have them all the tags and everything but normally they've messed up a little bit on something so the stitching might be a little bit off or the sizing might be off or the color might be off like there's a reason it can't go to sell and so these shops sell it at a discounted price and I went in and I mean first off I found these linen trousers and I was like perfect beautiful I love them do you know how much they were 25 quid I feel like that's expensive for something that's not as good as it's meant to be you know like I was willing to pay nowhere near that amount of money at all maybe 10 quid but no they were very pricey so they got put back but I did find a swimsuit which is exciting because I, mm, I don't like buying bikinis and swimsuits. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't enjoy the process, but I like this one. So that's good. I'm just trying to get a few more in slowly, but surely they're always weirdly expensive as well. And this was only eight pounds. So I'm excited about that. But it's been 10 minutes of me updating you on my life. I should probably get to the topic of this week's podcast, which is getting yourself out of a mood because <sighs> Friday night was not a good place for me. Not a good place at all. I just finished work and I felt so anxious and I felt a panic all day. You know when you realise that your heart's been beating really fast all day and it feels like a bit like ugh, horrible, it feels really intense and you just can't really switch off and I acknowledged it and I was kind of saying oh it's just because I'm trying to get things done or it's just because I'm working hard, it's just because I'm trying to get like just because I'm pushing myself and everything and finally, at the end of the day, you're like, I was like, no, I've actually felt really panicked all day. It's been panic. It hasn't been the anticipation or excitement. It's been pure panic. And that's okay, but we need to do something about that because it wasn't going away. And one thing I've noticed with myself and feeling anxious is one of my most toxic traits is I think it will just pass. And even though I promote so much of these things you can do to make yourself feel better, sometimes I'm just like, it will pass. And I know it will pass and everything does pass eventually. But sometimes I don't really take proactive action to make it pass, if that makes sense. I just trust that it will because I know it always will. And I know that is a good thought to have. But sometimes that's not enough. 
you can't just expect something just to pass straight away. You have to put a bit of effort into it. And I think the last week I'd spent quite a lot of time on my own. I'd spent like quite a lot of time working and I know pushing, and I think it's the thing of pushing myself out of my comfort zone because I knew I had to ask for help for certain things. We have to do these presentations at work and that's intimidating because it's public speaking and there were all of these things and it was slowly just building, building, building into like quite a panicky time. And I think as well, I find that FOMO triggers my anxiety as well. I have this anxiety that I'm not doing enough or that I'm not doing well enough, that everything isn't going okay, that I'm not safe or happy or... I don't know, it's really weird because even though I get scared that I'm missing out on things, it's like, well, I wouldn't have wanted to do that anyway. Like, I like what I'm doing at the moment. I like where I'm at. I like my podcast and the content I'm creating and the life that I have. I like being with my family. Like, all of these things, I'm really happy with the place that I'm in, but I can't help but feel that I should be doing better. And then I'll speak to someone like, how could you be doing better? Look at everything that you're doing. Look at how much you've achieved in the past year. And I'm like, yeah, but still, I'm not doing well in this element of my life. I'm not doing well in this element of my life. I was listening to a podcast by Jay Shetty and it was the one he did recently with Taylor. I can't remember her last name, but she's a comedian and she's just done um, a show on Netflix. I think she's really famous. Personally, I'd never heard of her before, but I'm excited to watch um, her thing on Netflix because I'm curious now because she was really good on the podcast. But she was saying how she has this thing quite often with friends that she'll say to them like, oh, I'm really like relationships right now aren't great. Like I haven't really got a boyfriend, haven't fell in love recently, all of these type of things. And then they'll say to her, yeah, you, okay, you haven't got this, but look at your career. She's 27 and she's had three Netflix specials. She has a sold out tour across America. She like, all of these things that she's doing are really great. And part of me is now wondering if, Sometimes when you want to do really, really well at one thing, other things have to fall by the wayside. And I think having more time on my own recently has made me push more time into this, into You've Got Mail as a whole. And that's why it's doing so well now is because I've had to sacrifice that to push this forward. And it's really hard in those moments where you're feeling that FOMO, where you're feeling that you don't know what you're doing or that you're missing out on things to forget like the things that are happening because you're missing out on that does that make sense the idea that okay I know you're missing out on this right now but look at what you're gaining in another part of your life focus on that because that part's going really well and the other parts of life will come like for example you might not be doing very well you might like just be working an average job at the moment you don't really like but it gives you so much free time and you get to see your friends all the time and you see your family and you're just living the best carefree summer that you've ever had and sometimes you think to yourself you wake up you go to work you're like I don't want to be here what am I doing but realistically what you're doing right now is living in the moment so that you can be with your friends and really have like a great time whereas for me it's kind of like the opposite right now I'm not really seeing many of my friends but I'm really focusing on my career and where I want to go in life and kind of like channeling that right now and that's the chapter that I'm in and that's okay too I'm not missing out on anything it's just a shift of focus and I think by rephrasing this in your mind from rather than like missing out to shifting focus. You're not lacking in anything. You're just not focusing on everything because you can't focus on everything. It's so unfair to expect yourself to be able to do absolutely everything to such a high standard. And I know when I do something, I want to do it really well. I don't like doing things half-heartedly. I'm like 
we're, we're committing or we're not committing in the slightest. Like, and I don't like doing things a little bit. I think I'm a bit of a perfectionist, which is fucking so annoying when you're trying to create content. I cannot tell you the hours I have sometimes spent editing because one thing was out of sync or I didn't like the audio or how many times I've re-uploaded something just to make it perfect. But I guess I just hold myself to high standards. That's what we're going to tell myself anyway. But I think that's making me feel a little bit better. But anyway, back to kind of this is how I was feeling on Friday. Even though I know all these things in the time gone by, even though I know that this is what's happening right now, that I'm just in a different chapter, I just have a different focus, doesn't change the fact that sometimes it's still really anxiety-inducing, sometimes it still makes me feel really anxious and alone and like I'm doing something wrong with my 20s, like I'm not living it as I should, but rather than on, on Friday when I felt this, rather than letting for it to pass as I normally would, I kind of just, it was different. I went through all the motions of I would if I just felt normal, I kind of did this thing where I started detaching myself from myself a little bit while detaching myself from the feeling of anxiety. I felt like it was there and I took a deep breath and I knew I felt anxious, but I was like, you know what? Okay, I feel anxious, but I'm going to do this anyway. I acknowledge the anxiety, but I'm not going to let it dominate this thing right now. And I distracted myself with making the clothes and I did that and I really enjoyed that. And then I was like, okay, still hasn't passed and I've waited for it to pass. We're going to have to do something more proactive for this because I cannot... I know if I go to sleep anxious, I wake up anxious, and that is not a fun place to be. I do not like that feeling, that feeling where you wake up with just pure panic. And so after I'd acknowledged it and kind of tried to carry on my day-to-day, not let it dominate, I didn't do the thing that I always do, which is go on TikTok to distract myself, which is an interesting thing. I think the idea that I go on social media is a distraction but that's also a source of stress I don't know I think the little videos it entertains my head so I don't have time to think about the feeling but then after I'm off it it doesn't solve anything it's such a short-term fix it's not really even a fix I would describe it as more just a pure distraction which isn't what we're trying to do because long term it's be so much easier if when as soon as I felt that thing I just solved it straight away but anyway, we're still learning. We're learning and growing and I'm only 21 and these are all things that I'm just kind of getting to grips with, as are we all. So this time I decided to make myself do a workout. I did not want to do this workout. I had been dreading this workout from the moment I had woken up, which shows you how much I didn't want to do it. Because normally I'm quite good. Normally I quite enjoy working out. I like it. I like how it makes me feel. It always makes me feel happy. I go and do it outside. Like this is not, I live in a beautiful place. Like Scarborough is so pretty. It's not a bad place to exercise at all. You could not have forced me to do it if you tried. I did not want to go. I didn't want to do it. And that also indicates to me that I'm not feeling great right now. That I'm not feeling on top of everything. This kind of links to, I've been listening right now to a lot of Abraham Hicks and if you listen, I don't know, I've only recently found it, it's called the Infinite Intelligence Podcast and it's basically just recordings of their talks that they've done, 
guys, they're incredible. They're so good. They're so interesting. And one of the philosophies they have, I actually talk about, which this is what I found so interesting. So I talk about it in a past podcast episode. I think I called it the emotional dashboard or your emotional dashboard and kind of using your emotions to signal how you feel, using that as signs about where you are. And Abraham Hicks, they have the exact same philosophy. And I think this is why I really find all of their teachings really interesting and very, I don't know, in tune with how I think already, because I was kind of thinking them already. And to hear someone who's had so much experience and everything reiterating what you already thought, I don't know, it's just really, really cool. And one of their ideas is how your emotions are in tune with your inner self or the self that's not really here with you right now. And when something's making you happy, that's when you're in alignment. When something's making you anxious or stressed or something doesn't sit right with you, that's when something is not working. That's when something is not in alignment. That's when you're not meant to be doing what you're doing, which makes perfect sense. It's kind of like, this was such a weird example to think of. You know, if you're on a train and the train was going the wrong way and it scrapes and it's horrible and it hurts your ears, that kind of like when you scrape something the wrong way. When you file your nail, that is a good example. You know when you file your nail the wrong way with one of the glass nail files? Oh my God, that feeling. I hate it so much. But it's just out of place. It's out of focus. And this is what they were teaching. And I think this is one of the things on the Friday. I hadn't had too much connection with other people. And I know that is a bit out of sync with what I need. I probably needed more. But it wasn't something that I could fix right now. It wasn't something that could be a quick fix. And so I just had to acknowledge it and move on. But I think it's really interesting when you start looking at your emotions in more of a detached way and questioning why they had that way. This actually links on to the book that I'm reading at the moment. The book that I'm reading at the moment is called The Child in You, The Breakthrough Method for Bringing Out Your Authentic Self by Stephanie Stahl, the best-selling psychotherapist. And the reason I mainly got it is because Vex King, the author of Good Vibe to Good Life, I'm just about to finish his book. And I saw this one in the library and he had really recommended it. And it was a million copy international bestseller. So I was like, well, I'm definitely going to read that. And one of the things that she says here is... Um, the arc of belief leads into your interpretation of reality, which leads into a feeling which results in your behaviour. And I think unpacking that, so my behaviour was feeling really anxious. I was feeling really stressed about everything. And that was because, so I was acting really erratic. I was kind of off with mum and dad. I wasn't very chatty. I wasn't very, like, I was just very withdrawn. And that was due to the feeling of feeling really stressed, like I was missing out on something, that I should be doing something that I'm not doing which my interpretation of reality was that I'm lacking in every aspect, that I'm not thriving, that I'm not doing well, which is wrong. And I think it comes then, if you take it back, that was my interpretation of reality, that I don't fit in anywhere, is the belief. The interpretation I was interpreting my life is kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't, socially, there's not many people around me. It's kind of isolating and quite lonely right now. And that goes back to the belief that I don't really belong or I don't really fit in, or I don't have that. And I think it's because I've never really had that massive friendship group. I've never had loads of friends to kind of go and do things with. I went to a really, really small school, which really limited my social circle. Like, there was four girls in my year at one point. It was tiny. It was really, really small. And so that limited how many friends I did have and then the ones that I did have they sometimes didn't last because when you only have like six people to be friends with you know like that's not a lot of variety you don't really get to pick people that are really in sync with how you are you more have to just be friends with everyone so that was really tricky but I think 
it was interesting kind of unpacking that and questioning why do I feel like that and it's because I feel that I don't really belong because then you can be kinder to your inner self you know that that anxiety comes from a point of needing to be loved of wanting to be loved of wanting to be kind of just appreciated and understood and that feeling of belonging we're human that need for connection is so apparent in every one of us no matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert there's a need to belong there's a need for that community and that feeling that you're accepted something and I think that's something that I've always craved and which is what excites me about you've got male like the community behind it because I think I don't know, it just excites me. I feel like it's a very group, like a group of like-minded individuals are very slow, slowly but surely coming together and I think that's exciting. I find it exciting and I think I'm not the only one who feels like this. So if someone else, this is the reason why I do all of this. I feel like one of my biggest things when I was younger was that I just wanted to make a positive impact. I wanted to be on my deathbed and said, you know what, I made a difference made a difference to people's lives I actually you know what I did something and that's pretty fucking cool and that's where I feel like I am with the podcast right now I just want it if even one person relates if one person listens to it it feels a little bit less alone and I think that's pretty cool but anyway we're sidetracking but the kind of like the backtracking into your beliefs I think can make you understand your emotions so much more and it's really then you can be more proactive. So I knew that I felt like that. I knew that I was feeling anxious. So I made myself do the workout because there's this thing of shaking anxiety out of you, of shaking panic out of you, like distracting your body, getting it out of the way and it goes. And guys, it worked. I did a workout and I didn't want to do it. And afterwards I felt so much better. But for me, that's not always just enough. And so rather than just doing the workout, I was listening to this part. No, I think it was one of the videos that Jay had posted, like Jay Shetty, Jay's if he's my mate. That's so funny that I just did that. But anyway, um, and it was the importance of having a moment of awe, a moment where you realise that the world isn't all around you, that the world is massive, that the earth is beautiful, that life goes on. That she's just reminding yourself how many amazing things are out there. And I went from the walk and it was the most incredible sunset I've ever seen. I haven't seen one like that in months and it was beautiful. It just reminded me, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. I was walking along and there was families swimming in the sea and people having barbecues and everyone was so connected. And I was like, my time will come. It'll happen. But right now I'm so grateful and happy to be here right now because look at this. Like it's really not that bad. And then the feeling did pass. As soon as I realised how great everything really was, the feeling passed so much faster and I left it with the evening feeling kind of like a sense of fulfilment and joy, which was such a better way to end the day than what I would normally have spent the day like. So I was really kind of interested in how that kind of happened, you know? And I think when you have those moments of awe, it makes you realise how small you are in the big grand scheme of things. And then I was listening earlier on on that day to a podcast, like one of the Infinite Intelligence podcasts. And another one of the Abraham Hicks philosophies is that the idea that before you come to this earth, you're a soul. I'm probably going to explain this wrong, but I'm just going to kind of rephrase it and describe it in a way that I think makes more sense. So that before you come here, you're a soul or you're a being and you only ever come to earth once you have a purpose. So each human being on this thing Every soul that is here has finally got here because they have a purpose of something to do. No one just arrives here without a purpose. It's not how it happens. Everyone comes here with a point. Everyone has a point. And 
you can tell once you find your purpose because it just feels so in flow. It feels so easy and natural and fun and you enjoy it and it just feels very in sync with what you're doing. It's what you really, really enjoy. And I think when I was having that moment of like looking around and it was a beautiful, like I was just sat on a wall and it was a really pretty sunset and I was like, you know what? I do have a purpose. I'm doing all right. This is all going okay. And it made me feel so much less anxious that I'm missing out on things because it made me realise that I'm just running my own race. I'm not trying to compete with everyone else that's not a point that's not my purpose my purpose is to come here and focus on me otherwise whatever soul inhabited me wouldn't have inhabited me does that make sense inhabited me sounds really weird it sounds like I'm taken over by an alien but like I wouldn't be here if there wasn't a reason for why I'm here so whatever I'm doing right now if it feels good then I'm on track and I need to worry less about that and I need to focus less on the things that I'm lacking and more of the things that I'm gaining really But anyway, that's probably the end of that little advice section. Sorry, it kind of got a bit deeper than I was expecting. But that always happens, always happens. It's like a little private journal session, this, and I always forget that everyone can listen to it. But I kind of like that. I like that it's just a chatting, kind of like a more intimate podcast. It's not very forceful. It's not very, like, there is no guard up. And I feel very vulnerable sometimes, especially when if I ever meet anyone, they listen to the podcast. I'm always a bit like, oh, no, you know, inside my head, like, you know, everything inside my head. But I think it's kind of cool. And I trust you all. So there we go. Let's move on to the next part of the podcast where I talk about the new things that are going on. going to move on to the new parts of the podcast but I've just got the worst pins and needles of my entire life we're gonna have to move this is horrific oh I just heard my knee click ow 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 Mm. pins and needles is hands down one of the most underrated I was gonna say illnesses I don't think it's an illness whatever it is I hate it anyway new things I've done this week hmm oh my god I tried to learn to crochet last night at like midnight I don't know what came over me I just thought it was going to be really easy it is not as easy as I thought it was going to be but I refuse to give up I was going to buy a crochet top and then I realized I could just make this I'm in my money saving budget era if you hadn't told if you hadn't worked out it is not as easy as I thought it was going to be but we move and by the time I record the next podcast it will be easy and I will know what I'm doing I promise you get excited I'm gonna be making my own clothes tops my first goal is a water bottle holder I really want to learn how to make a water bottle holder I can't lie um but that's one new thing that I've been doing the other new thing that I've been doing is I've been reading The Wish by Nicholas Sparks oh my god traumatic so good I love it I'm so obsessed um 80 pages from the end and you know when the storyline's about to have a really sad ending classic Nicholas Sparks it's going to be really sad and I can tell like really heartbreaking it's been the like the most nicest love oh I'm just I feel a bit emotional even talking about it now but we move we're not talking about that I still haven't watched the next episode of this is us because I can't bring myself to watch it it's I I cried so much after the last episode I am not emotionally prepared other new things that I've done this week is the new shoes and the new clothes those were both quite new things the child in you as I said before I don't want to talk too much on that because I want to do a podcast on it so I don't want to give away all the secrets but it's really good and if you see it in your local library would definitely recommend like getting it out because it's been such an interesting read and I've really really enjoyed it I have also this week started a new manifestation thing 
at this point I think I'm just obsessed with buying journals and maybe that's the thing I found a journal that I'd bought ages ago and I just really liked it and I wanted to find a use for it but I kind of wanted to keep track of all the things that I manifest into my life maybe because I'm a control freak or I just think it's pretty cool if you can manifest something into your life and so I have a journal where I'm going to write down each of the things that I want to manifest and the date that I started manifesting them and then I can take it off when it happens and then it's like scientific proof that this shit works I'm excited about this anyway that's definitely going to form into a new podcast but I should probably get going because I want to go and buy myself a coffee and I think I might go and get an ice cream I don't really know what to do with the rest of the day I've kind of been quite on top of You've Got Mail and podcasting and everything. It's very unlike me. I mean, I think I might go finish my book first, which probably means I'm going to cry. So thank God we have recorded this episode. I just found my Apple iPod shuffle from like 10 years ago. And I am so curious about the songs that are on it. Biggest issue though, it's not got... It's it's like old headphones. Oh, sorry, I'm just playing with this thing. It's got like an old headphone port thingy. And I don't have any headphones like that anymore. Time has moved on. But I'm going to try and find some. Because I'm so curious. There is definitely going to be some 2007 bangers on there. So that's exciting. But this reaches the end of the podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you recommend it to someone that you love. And you like it, subscribe to it, rate it five stars, however you feel fit. Also, remember, I am very active on Instagram on TikTok. I have... I think they're both the same username. Yeah, they are. You've got mail and score pod on both of them. And I would love it if you followed me because then we can chat a lot more, which is exciting. Thank you for your support. And I hope you have a lovely, lovely week. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.